This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome to Name Three Songs. I'm Sarah Fagan. I'm Jenna Million, and this is a podcast where we discuss feminist issues in music and pop culture, all while empowering fangirls. Because let's be honest, fangirls knew about that band way before you did. And let's all give a big round of applause for Sarah Fagan pulling through. <laughs> she is back on the podcast, everyone. She knew she couldn't leave us because we had Harry Styles Ball to talk about. We had so much to talk about, and it's been a crazy week. I was in the hospital. I had to get my gallbladder removed. Apparently, I've been sick with some issue with my gallbladder for probably a year. This The doctor at the hospital was like, have you been having issues at all? And I like explained a bunch of stuff that I've been sick with basically for the last year. And she's like, oh, you probably should have had this surgery in July. <laughs> yeah. Because there was like a week where I was like very ill in July. And I was like, wow crazy but yeah i had to like fully call an ambulance go to the emergency oh, did room. you really yeah <laughs> live react <laughs> did i not tell you that oh my god no no it was like no. really bad like sunday it went from like i woke up fine to i was like it was really bad and i called my doctor and like an on-call doctor took their sweet time calling me back and by the time they called me back and they were like oh like you could take an uber to this like emergency urgent care and i was like you know I don't even think I could get downstairs. <laughs> so then I had to call 911 and then they had to send an ambulance and I had to go to the emergency room. So yeah, it was crazy. Fully in a fugue state for like and at that's least why 24 I said, hours. Sarah, Sarah knew she had to come back to this podcast just to talk about Harry Styles this week. Well, I like it, it was so serious that Jenna was like, what are we going to do? And I was like, Larisha will come and save the podcast. <laughs> literally all this because this all happened like on sunday and we record on mondays so it yeah. was very <laughs> it was very uh scary i was like oh god but i just think it's funny that like we both were like yeah i'm fine sort of uh, what do we do about the podcast <laughs> yeah. we're like we'll figure it out we got yeah. this and i was like i'll start a group chat we're good <laughs> anyways we love our dear friend larissa paul for saving the day and we are very glad that Sarah Fagan is back in the seat. Yeah, I'm, I'm back in the to, microphone booth. I'm, I'm happy to be back. It was weird not getting to see Jenna's face for one, <laughs> for a whole week. week. It's like we're not codependent at all. <laughs> it was fun getting to listen to you and Larisha talk because, like, Larisha lives in New York, so she and I get to see each other quite a lot. And so it was like me and Larisha didn't get to have our like bi-weekly dinner where we like gossip. <laughs> Instead, I got to listen to her, Jenna and yeah, Larisha yeah. have our bi-weekly dinner and gossip. And I was like, this yeah. is so fun for me personally. Exactly. <laughs> you were the bestie listening in to the other two besties. Yeah, I was like, this is great. I love this. If you guys want to hear that, that was last week's episode. We do have a lot of fangirl nonsense that happened last week. Before we get into today's episode and our the many fangirl nonsense we have going on today, we are going to be taking a season break at the end of November. So basically for the month of December, this is honestly just like a really slow news cycle period yeah you'll see from the topics we're talking about today once again we're talking about travis kelsey and harry styles so 
<laughs> we need a little break. You guys need a little break. The new cycle needs a little break. But we do have our, like, we always do an end of year kind of review episode. Yeah. And these are, like, so fun. And we get to reflect on, usually we pull out some common themes that we found throughout the past year. And, like, the last two years, these have been so fun to do. So I'm excited yeah. to do that. And we'll probably, like, do a, a Patreon episode for our silly, goofy Spotify, Spotify raps. raps. <laughs> yeah. Because why yeah. not? It's It's funny. Yeah, exactly. And like Jenna said, it's like the news cycle right now is so crazy because I feel like most celebrities are in hibernation, but it's also a weird time because the SAG strike just ended. So the actors are like like, movies are trying to come out before awards season, too. Yeah. So there's like this push for things, but that is a lot of fangirl nonsense push rather than like real news. And like the one big thing that happened this week that we didn't get to, but I think we'll probably talk about next week is obviously like the P Diddy news, but like that's so heavy and so much is going on. And I'm going to be honest, I can't stomach that right now. No pun intended. Um, (laughs) But there is like a lot to unpack there and it's a lot when I haven't been able to read the news lately, but I'm hoping we'll be able to talk about it next week because like I said, there's like probably not going to be that much going on. And it'll just be fun for me and Jenna to like look back on our Taylor Swift podcast of the year to figure out true, what true. the underlying oh themes. Oh my god! <laughs> the, this, coming soon, the highs and lows of Taylor Swift's 2023. <laughs> the low, Maddie Healy. <laughs> the low for all of us was Maddie Healy. Oh my god! Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to find a more interesting spin than just doing a Taylor Swift. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> for our own sake we for must for all of our sake we must but yeah coming up on today's episode we're gonna be talking about jacob Elordi. we're gonna be talking about travis kelsey we're gonna be talking about suki waterhouse and then we're gonna get into some joe alwyn stuff some harry styles <laughs> bald because sarah needs her chance to react but mostly we're gonna be talking about the narratives around fandom conversations and media conversations specifically about harry styles and joe alwyn so kind of taking some fangirl nonsense but talking specifically about media literacy so all timestamps will be on our Instagram story. And with that, can't believe I had to wait two whole weeks for some <laughs> fangirl nonsense with Sarah Fagan. And I honestly, I'll kick it off. Yes, please. I'll kick it off because for the first time, like maybe ever, I saw a movie before Sarah did. Okay, but like you have an unfair advantage because I was literally in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> she was literally unwell True. it's honestly really funny because like sunday morning like when this before all of this happened <laughs> i was literally like searching like where to see saltburn oh no i know like it did like a indie theater opening so it was already open so i could have seen it like any day <laughs> any day last week at like one of the indie cinemas but obviously i couldn't because i was in the hospital <laughs> oh my god but I guess now at least I don't need to spend like eighteen dollars to go to the movies. But still, because you can just use your AMC Movie Pass because it's free if you go twice in one month. <sighs> um, AMC in conclusion, I saw. <laughs> in conclusion, I saw Saltburn before Sarah, and because this is so important to us, <laughs> we because Jacob Elordi is so important to us, we will be doing a react on our Patreon once Sarah sees it, which will be sometime this week, because this movie is so unhinged, and I'm not allowed to give any spoilers, but it's so <laughs> fucking unhinged. 
that we will be having an immediate react because like it's that important. So <sighs> you guys will know. We'll post it on our Instagram whenever we do Patreon. But we do have some very non-spoiler silly fangirl nonsense in that Barry, Keegan, and Jacob Elordi have been on several red carpets in the past week. And they are very much playing up this bromance. <laughs> I love that you're just like okay. bromance. Like my synopsis to Jenna to tell her to go see this movie, a movie that I've seen a singular trailer for and not watched watched or read anything else because I refuse to let it be spoiled for me is that it's going to be unhinged hedonistic homoeroticism and from the one thing that's been spoiled for me because I did not block a word that I did not think I needed to block on Twitter because it was so absurd because it's so absurd has proven to me that I watched a two minute trailer and I fully understood this movie and so I just (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) I can't say anything. I'm I'm not allowed to say anything. You're not allowed to say anything. But I just think it's funny because I'm like, let's just call it what it is. These these two are in love. This is a love story. (laughs) As people, as actors, these two people are in love. If this was a man and his female co-star, the chemistry is disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair. So (laughs) the video, well, there's actually a couple of videos that have got people giggling, kicking their feet, screaming, laughing. But the first one that I saw came out was like I was this like the premiere? I guess it was like the premiere of Saltburn mm-hmm. or something. Well, they're doing yeah. they're doing a lot so, of like screenings and like Q and A. Okay, yeah, so I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, a screening for Saltburn. They're on the red carpet. Obviously, Jacob Lordy and Barry Keegan are like stood next to each other getting some photos taken and Barry Keegan is just like gazing up into Jacob Elordi's eyes and then Jacob Elordi like leans over and then he kind of leans close to him and then Barry Keegan like leans up like he's gonna kiss him and then Jacob Elordi backs off and it's so funny I'm just like just kiss like just kiss like friends just do kiss. Just, just kiss like friends do <laughs> Just kiss like friends do. It's simple. It's, it's really, really simple. It's really not that big of a deal. But also the amount of like edits I saw of that one tiny little moment fed me for days. Yes. Incredible. Exactly. Different POVs. Yeah. That's all we really need. It's all we need. I mean, well, really, we're so grateful to have even more than that because the next video that I saw going around is they're at some screening doing a Q&A session. They're sitting in their little black little fold-out director's chairs. Jacob and Barry Keegan are sat next to each other. When I say Barry Keegan's feet do not touch the floor, <laughs> they're not anywhere near close to touching the floor. Jacob Elordi is fully, like, he's a giraffe in this yeah, chair. Yeah, he looks like he does The chair it. cannot yeah. contain him. <laughs> They have like their little Starbucks sitting on the floor. And so Barry like leans over to Jacob and then Jacob leans all the way down to grab his coffee and hand it to Barry. So Barry can just stay seated and not have to like fully get out of his chair to grab his coffee. But we also need to talk about the fact that is it that I can't remember if it's in that video or in another one from the same day. Something like I I think it was after he gave him his drink. Jacob pats him on the inner thigh instead of oh like, yes yeah they're like the inner knee instead of like the outer yes. knee and i was like that was so sensual <laughs> yeah 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 well he also just has large hands his hands wrap around people's thighs whatever, like whatever <laughs> just like everything but beto- like everything is just like i'm losing my mind like i so deeply want the like chemistry test that they had to have done for this movie like i want that to become available to us because i just like want to see like a room full of people watching them be like like watching them have to test chemistry because i feel like even though jacob lordy is clearly very comfortable like in himself in his sexuality whatever he gives major vibes that like the chemistry that barry keegan came into the room with would 
make him a little bit uncomfortable at first. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, I want to see, like, I've never wanted to see something more. Yeah. Like, this, I is, will this say, is my version of, like, the Britney Spears. The Roman Empire? Yeah. Oh. So, like, Britney Spears screen tested for The Notebook. And so a lot of people's, like, for years, all they wanted to see was, like, her screen test for The Notebook, which, like, now right. people have seen. So, like, this is my version of that. Like, I, like, this, this is your Britney Spears <laughs> Notebook screen test Roman Empire? Yes. <laughs> Makes sense. Naturally. (laughs) So like leading up to seeing the movie, this is not a spoiler. This was the content we were consuming, right? Leading up to me seeing this movie. Mm -hmm. Throughout this whole movie, again, Jacob Elordi is a giant giraffe. And we're going to have all these videos on our Instagram if you guys want to come look at them later to see what we're talking about. But I was just like, so Barry Keegan then is a small man. Like Barry Keegan is a small man. No, this man is 5'8". Like, this man is fully, like, an acceptable, normal-sized human being. Jacob Elordi is literally just a giant. I cannot wait to see this film. This film has been on my list of films to see from, like, the second it was announced. I had no, I had no information. I just was, like, a British movie for, set in the early 2000s starring Jacob Elordi. Sign me up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, there's so much. I feel like I'm gonna have to take notes for our Patreon because I'm so excited for you to see this and then for us to react. I feel like I'm gonna need to see it twice because I feel like the first time all I'm gonna be focused on is Jacob Elordi having his eyebrow pierced. So (laughs) other news though, Suki Waterhouse finally announced that she is pregnant. And I've been giggling and kicking my feet about this for weeks because there's just been all these paparazzi photos of her obviously being pregnant and them not saying anything because, like, why would they? And then she, I don't even know what festival this is. I think it was Corona Capital, which was in Mexico over the weekend. But she's like wearing like this sparkly number and she's like, I put this on to distract from something, but I don't think it's doing a good job. And I love that that's her like pregnancy announcement. But also I think it's funny that she's wearing a sparkly thing because it's the skin of a killer, Bella. (laughs) Oh my God, stop. (laughs) I did see a tweet that was like, better keep Taylor Lautner away from his baby. (laughs) There was something the other day that you sent me and I was like, I can't believe I converted you into, it was like a TikTok, but I don't remember what it was. Oh. I was like, I can't believe I converted you into a Twilight fan. Oh, it was 12 year old me, so do we marry him? And it's like, who the fuck do you think we married? It's like Edward Cullen? Yes. Okay, because I was a Twilight girly through and through. Like I read the books when I was in middle school. Like me and my friend would literally just cry about Edward Cullen. (laughs) And Sarah did not have the same experience. And so I'm so honored and grateful and proud that I have converted her to send (laughs) me Twilight content. Because I usually it's the other way around. It means something deeply to you. So when I see it, I'm like, this is funny. I feel like Jenna will relate and have a story to tell me. And then she always does. And then I did. I have a vivid memory of my like what we were in like seventh grade. My like best friend calling me after school in the backyard, literally on our like slidey phones. They weren't. (laughs) It wasn't even like a razor. It was like the sidekick ripoff phone. Oh, like the chocolate. Because I was on Verizon, so I couldn't have an actual sidekick. Uh Um. And she would call, so she called me on our little flip phone, and then she was like bawling her eyes out because she couldn't marry Edward Cullen. And I'm like, this is such a canon event. You ha- really had to be there. You really had to be a certain age at a certain time in a certain place to have this experience. That's really funny. And I'm just so grateful that <laughs> I'm just so grateful that Suki Waterhouse is having his baby. <laughs> it's like somebody had to do it, and somebody we're, had to we're do glad it. It's her. <laughs> Yeah. But they are so cute and I like really support them. But also for some reason yeah. they like gave we're going to be a rich old couple with no children vibes to me. So I was a little bit shook. I mean, all of the paparazzi photos, Robert Pattinson looks so happy. 
And I'm like, Aww. this is so precious. Like, he's just, like, looking Sweetie at boy. her with, like, so much love and adoration. And I'm like, wow, can't relate. <laughs> you know who can relate? <laughs> I do. Travis Kelsey. I know. Okay, we have a two-part Travis Kelsey thing here today because he did do a Wall Street Journal interview, which I guess we'll start with this, but before the Wall Street Journal interview happened, fans were digging up Travis's old tweets from literally like the year yeah, 2012 they were trying and they're trying to find him. They're trying to find dirt on him essentially. There was no dirt to be found. <laughs> I just like I'm so obsessed because I feel like sports boys get such a bad rap like for me included because I just assume they're the worst but then I remember that himbos exist. Yes and I think he is proving himself to be a himbo through and through. All of the tweets they're from like 2010 because he's like my age or like a little bit older. They're so 2010 coded because there's like a good proportion of tweets about that MGMT song and about Chipotle and everybody was obsessed with MGMT and Chipotle in the year 2010. I have a few of them here I can read. Uh, The one that I saw the most quote tweets of was this one where he said I just gave a squirrel a piece of bread and it (laughs) and it straight smashed all of it. I had no idea they ate bread like that. (laughs) Ha ha. Hashtag crazy. (laughs) Hashtag crazy. Haha. Hashtag crazy. Oh my god. Another one, he just says <laughs> he tweeted, haha, this song is out of control. No context, no song. No context. <laughs> and somebody said me listening to my Spotify wrapped. Like, honestly, I feel like most of my tweets, like, because one time, I think when I decided I was like, oh, I'm going to try and be an internet celebrity, I, like, checked my old tweets to make sure I never said anything too stupid. And most of my tweets from 2010 are to Liam Payne. So. (laughs) Checks out. Yeah. that No, that checks out. Yeah. (laughs) Another one. Gosh, I don't want to work today. Dot, 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 dot. I just want to sleep in my bed and do nothing with my life. (laughs) Oh, we also had a ton of tweets about nap time, which I also relate to. Yes, no, literally, he tweeted nap time in all caps with like 20 exclamation marks after it. (laughs) Oh, Chipotle even joins the game. So Travis tweeted, went from class to therapy. Now I need some hashtag Chipotle. And then I'm off to check out my new apartment. Chipotle said, it's me, hi. Oh my god. I just, like, love that this man has just been nothing but good vibes. He also did hashtag Chipotle, not Chipotle. He did Chipotle. Stop. So his tweets are hilarious because he's just very... (laughs) He's, like, a little bit stupid, but also not really. It's just, you know, just good vibes. He was just living life. He was just living life. He was yelling. Like, he is the guy on your college campus that, like, high-fives everybody as you walk past. Yes. Like, that's, like, his vibe. He's golden retriever energy. Like, it's incredible. But there were a lot of really funny reaction tweets. But my personal favorite one that so much my favorite that I had to post it on my Instagram stories was Travis Kelsey was made by God to be born in Manchester and go on Love Island, but something got mixed up and he landed in Kansas City. (laughs) And this is so specifically on point. (laughs) This is so (laughs) Sarah-coded. Literally, though. And it's just like, it's so funny because... No one can ever have an original experience in their no, entire life. Yeah, but also, like, the <laughs> amount I deeply understand what this person means. And I'm sure, like, anybody yes. who's watched Love Island deeply understands it. But there was, like, a clip recently of two people on Love Island, and the girl's name was Liberty. And then there was a guy who was Northern. I don't know oh, if yeah. he was from Manchester. And she was explaining to him that Liberty basically means freedom. And he was like, that's, like, so cool that that's your name. 
like and that's like a name <laughs> and i just feel like i just feel like that would be what travis kelsey would do if he was on a dating show yes. and like a hot girl is explaining something to him he would just be like wow that's so awesome <laughs> okay well you say that but yet his wall street journal interview he literally said this he said travis says on wall street journal i've never been a man of many words but being around her seeing how smart taylor is has been fucking mind-blowing I'm learning every day. He literally is a man from Manchester on Love Island spitting with a hot girl. Like I will never like I will never get over this in my whole life because like guys, you know, there's like that type of man on the internet who like makes fun of like a dude who's a simp. Travis Kelsey being a simp has gotten him to where he is today. And I just applaud it. Like all I've said this so many times, deeply all I want is a man who doesn't understand my interests and thinks that I'm the smartest girl in the world because he wants to understand them because i'm interested in them yes that's all i want that's i mean that felt like what this interview was giving no it is and that's what i'm saying i'm like i've never been more jealous of taylor swift in my life (laughs) (laughs) like i want what she has (laughs) i'm like taylor is like very smart like good at what she does so like she deserves it but i'm like so do i And I just like love it because everybody has become like a Joe Alwyn hater on the internet because he's like so closed off British in everything that we've ever been aware of about him and like the songs that Taylor has given us about him. And so now that she's with this man who is just as successful as she is, but in his own area of expertise yeah yeah and who is like interested in being with a woman who challenges him and is also talented and also has her like own career and set path in life and isn't trying to dim that shine is like a chef's kiss It's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> like the bar is in hell. But to me, like the best quote of this article, and I just like love that he's like so comfortable talking about this because I feel like other people would just be like, I feel like I saw somebody do this in an interview recently where it's like, thanks for the opportunity to talk about this. I'm not going to though. Like I can't, I can't remember who said this, but somebody said it recently. I don't know either. But anyway, he says to the Wall Street Journal, obviously I've never dated anyone with that kind of aura about them. I've never dealt with it. But at the same time, I'm not running away from it. The scrutiny she gets, how much she has a magnifying glass on her every single day, paparazzi outside her house, outside every restaurant she goes to after every flight she gets off. And she's just living, enjoying life. When she acts like that, I better not be the one acting all strange. And I just like love it. I'm just like, oh, this man saw what baggage she came with and was like, you're worth the baggage, baby. And I love that. I love it so much. But it's also funny because also this week, so we had the GQ Man of the Year party that was in London. So like that's like where Barry Keegan and Jacob Lordy were photographed along with a lot of other celebrities. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But Joe Alwyn was also photographed at this event. <laughs> and Vanity Fair does kind of like a wrap of, you know, like people who were seen here, whatever. And I saw a screen grab of this on Twitter. And I was shocked. I was shocked that a publication would write this. And I sent it to Sarah and she thought it was fake. And it's not fake. We looked it up. It's real. Well, okay. The screen grab looked like somebody took a screen grab purposely, like when the computer wasn't fully loading the story. So it just looked fake fake but also the subhead is like so not vanity fair of them yeah so the title is joe allen has emerged the subhead is he is a man it's currently a year so he went to british gq's men of the year awards that was the subhead that we're referring to but then it doesn't stop there because the article opens with hey isn't that the guy on the screen coming straight home to someone certainly not taylor swift Joe Allen emerged Wednesday evening at the British GQ Men of the Year Awards at London's Royal Opera House, the first public sighting of the actor formerly known as Taylor Swift's long-term boyfriend, capital capital long-term boyfriend, since Swift went very public with her relationship with Kansas City Chiefs Titan Travis Kelsey this fall. Last weekend at a concert in Buenos Aires, Argentina, at which Kelsey was in attendance, Swift swapped her lyrics in the song Karma from the guy on the screen, Alwyn, to the guy on the Chiefs, Travis, when naming who was coming straight home to her. Wild. Sarah, please react. I have thoughts. Sarah, please react. I mean, my reaction was, was like, I can imagine a less serious, less, I don't know, fashion-focused publication running that story, but seeing it was Vanity Fair felt shocking to me. Yeah. And not, it's not yeah. bad journalism. I think it's incredible journalism. <laughs> Iconic, <laughs> so to speak. But I just was like, there's no fucking way. Like, somebody would... I feel like that would have been edited within 20 minutes, being like, you can't say that. Just because it's like... I don't know. But it's also like, if you're going to bully him, you should be like, whose invitation did he steal? Like, you should go all the way. Like, you shouldn't just like toe the line be mean <laughs> i think it's interesting that they made an article that was like hey joe allen appeared at this event but then turned it into actually taylor swift changed the lyrics to be about her current boyfriend i mean seo purpose was done like no one's gonna fucking click on an article about joe allen but people are gonna click on an article about somebody making fun of joe allen losing taylor swift and this is why Joe Alwyn is never beating. I was going to say the allegations, but they're not allegations. He's never beating Taylor. He's never beating the Taylor Swift narrative. And it's funny because Sarah and I were talking about this before. His personality was very much like doesn't want to let her shine. Yeah. It's like, oh, I love her. She's great. And then like behind closed doors, like she's just a person. And then when she starts shining, he's like, actually, you're shining too bright. And you maybe shouldn't shine brighter than me. Yeah. Like that's the vibe he gives off. And like that's the vibe we kind of feel as if they broke it off with. And I'm like now... For him to like give off that vibe and to probably never be detached from that narrative, maybe ever, because like this man literally has writing credits on 
what is it fol- folklore and yeah. evermore and they were in a six-year relationship but he's like so deeply intertwined and also in taylor's career yeah that like it's never gonna not come up and like i don't know i don't know who who knows his career could t- his career could you know I, take I, off as I, an I actor he, i don't know I, but like like the, from the little does anyone know him not as taylor's boyfriend i mean i i'm a fake british woman so yes but like i don't count <laughs> Like, and I like movies, you know, like I'm a fake British woman and I like movies, but I think that based off of everything I've ever seen him in, his career trajectory has always been that of a famous British movie man. Like it's never been like a like a lister no, or like like a famous British movie man. Gotcha, like gotcha. like he will be famous in England for being in British movies. Like he's yes. he's okay. not really going to like we'll see him in America because the movies will come for you know whatever. Like they always try and make British movies happen here, but like he's never gonna be in a movie like Saltburn. He wasn't in Saltburn. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly exactly i just thought this article ripped him ripped him apart i mean like name the falsehoods in the article we can't like <laughs> no yeah like only facts, yeah. only facts were spoken but it just felt like something that a fan would bake up after the fa- like after seeing him there being like what why are you here who didn't come so you got the invite <laughs> like yeah, that, yeah that's very much what it felt like so i just thought i was like shocked but it makes sense to do that like search wise and everything like it makes sense but like initially my initial thought it got me to click multiple times yeah. i clicked that article multiple <laughs> times to go back and see if i what i read was I true know, but my initial thought when you sent the tweet because the tweet was just a screen grab of it was like oh yeah, it's it was fake. no link yeah. so crazy this week we also do get to talk about harry Styles bald i know <laughs> because we have to like Sarah didn't get a proper react last week. I know. That was it was so sad. So <laughs> guys, in like a fugue state in the hospital being on like pain medication and like not eating. <laughs> I somehow organized, I somehow helped Jenna organize getting Larisha to come on the podcast. So like snaps to Larisha, snaps to Jenna for still doing the podcast. I know I'm so, it, she must have missed me deeply, <laughs> but I was like, somebody needs to talk about Harry Styles shaving his head. Like this needs, the show like, must go it on. needs to go on. I need to listen to you guys talk about this when it's when it's fresh <laughs> it needs to, true, it true, needs to happen true. but i have had over a week to think about it and i'm still i'm still not a fan okay so well actually since since time of recording last week last week we did not have the hq photos we only had harry styles at the fucking sphere oh my god like sphere the hq photos haven't come YouTube. out yet no, not oh my, when we recorded, oh they God. had not. Because me and Larisha were talking about, we need more photos. So then like two days later, Wednesday is when the pleasing photos dropped. And mixed reviews from everyone. Mixed reviews from everyone. Guys, I look it, frozen on the screen, but I'm not. I, yeah, Sarah's in shock. shock. I didn't realize, I forgot, slash didn't realize. Yeah, so I posted this on our Instagram story with a poll saying, does it look good or does it look bad? 44% says looks good. 56% says looks bad. Like, it was pretty split. And this whole time, it's been pretty split. Yeah. But a few more people said it looks bad. So to me, I saw this photo and I was like, okay, so some background information on me and my love for Harry Styles. I'm sure most of you guys are aware of this by now. Like, I'm a Louis girl. 
I also love Zane deeply, but I always was a Louis girl. And anytime somebody tried to convince me that Harry was hot, I would always come back at them with that young Steve Buscemi picture and be like, really? Is this your guy? Because like, I don't know, he just has like the eyes of a killer. (laughs) Bella. (laughs) He just has the eyes of a killer, Bella. (laughs) My brain did that too. I hate what you've done to me. (laughs) He has crazy eyes. Like he does, whatever. But like, Harry or both of them <laughs> Harry or Steve both of them both of them have crazy eyes so, but there will always be like these moments but Harry's personality does a lot for me and adds a lot to it and so like True. I see yeah. this bald fo- I, I see us. this bald photo he looks so serious he looks like somebody went to go take his photo and was like Harry also we have to put your dog down like he just looks <laughs> like so miserable in this photo and I just was like my brain literally is like has he been mid this whole time and he just like has a great personality oh my god like what is going on here like i'm malfunctioning and then on twitter later i saw an ai photo where somebody made it so that harry was smiling and all of a sudden <laughs> i was like that's harry i know him was such a cutie oh my God. and it did so much for my brain like it was so weird and like i don't know i've just never you didn't send this to me well, well also you were maybe on drugs <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> but like it, it just like you maybe thought you jumped it. I probably did think I jumped it. But it just did. It was it, like the the psychology around like. Yeah. Yeah. Associating the personality. Yeah. Like associating yeah. the personality with him was like so vividly strong in that moment. And I was like, this is crazy. Because before that, I just was like, this is that angry guy who goes and does his, has his juice. <laughs> does his his juice cleanse and goes and swims in the pond in the early morning like he just looked like a miserable man with no hair and then with this fake photo of him smiling i'm like oh he's gonna go be silly goofy and like read about how i know like when some girl's boyfriend fucks her she thinks of him like that's the that's my guy if his head was shaved and we were seeing him prance around on stage in like a tiny glittery tassely outfit we'd probably just be like that's our harry i mean i think i was still be like i want hair but i think i would feel better about it i don't know there's just like some people who can pull it off and some people who can't and i just like don't i keep thinking about what larisha paul said which is that she saw a tweet that was like how are you gonna be harry styles with no hair to style (laughs) i think about it deeply i just like i don't know i at the end of the day it's really not that serious but when somebody you love does something different and jarring there's always going to be a reaction to it and so it's like of course we're gonna have feelings (laughs) Before we get into like the very deep conversation about fan reactions, I do just want to point out that I was like, wait, you know who this looks like? Um, (laughs) You know who this looks like? This looks like Travis Kelsey. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went on Twitter and there was a fucking tweet popping off that was like, you see the vision of like, whatever, whatever it said. And it was literally Harry and Travis Kelsey. And I was like, can't believe we can never have an original thought literally ever. Because everybody was like, oh, your new girl is my clone. And it's yes, yes, (laughs) Travis and Harry. Yeah, this photo of Harry just, it's not a good photo of him. Yeah. Like, regardless of hair, it's not a good photo of him. But I said, who sees the vision? And I posted on our Instagram story of, like, Harry and Travis said, who sees the vision? 51% said yes. 49% said no. Guys, obviously the vision was 100% yes. <laughs> but it's just so funny because this is, like, a good photo of Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And it's just a bad photo of Harry. And I'm like, you sort of said, I, now I have to go find the AI Harry smiling photo so that we can all be happy. <laughs> I also saw a photo where somebody put his hair from the Dunkirk 
premiere, I think. It was like one of the haircuts where like there was it, it was it was giving like the Zayn stray hair moment. And they put that hair back on Harry in that photo. And I was like, oh, it's the hair. The hair is what does it for me. But then I, yeah. but then there was a smile and I was like, maybe it's the smile. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, guys, it's like really serious that we're that we're discussing Harry's hair, even though he is one of the most famous men in the world. We're apparently not allowed to have opinions about this very public figure because his mommy gets mad. <laughs> And I, like, I don't want to be a bitch to Anne Twist because, like, she's just a mom having feelings. But I think this was unhinged. Yeah, so she posted the pleasing photo with a swipe through of, like, I don't even know where she found this. A screenshot of something that's like, let's uncrap that. And the headline, and, like, I don't even know if this headline is real. Like, I guess it is. Harry Styles fans shocked over shaved head reveal, quote, ruined my entire life. And then the, like, what they should say part is, like, breaking news. It's hair. It's his. Also, it will grow back if he wants. If he wants. Okay, but I'm just like, <laughs> why can you read the second statement in sarcasm and you can't read this ruined my life as like the sarcasm that it is? Because like, it's True. the same thing of like, when Maddie Healy in that new the New Yorker article was like, nobody's at their computer crying about something I said. And it's like, no, we are. <laughs> but like, nobody's at their computer genuinely crying about Harry Styles cutting their hair for like, maybe for like two seconds. It's like a little bit. I'm sure someone is. A little bit upset. Yeah. Like, I mean, we all had that I think moment. we're all screaming. But that happened. like, I just don't think it's like that. <laughs> it's just not that serious. Like, okay, but it doesn't end there because the caption. Oh my God. And twist goes on to say, when you consider that H has a legacy of kindness and inclusion has always made every effort to make everyone feel seen and appreciated for exactly who they are. There's an irony in the negativity he's been shown for having a haircut. Sorry, but I don't get it. Hashtag. TPWK. If my mom did this and I was Harry Styles, I would call Instagram and tell them to deactivate my mother's account. <laughs> like, this is so embarrassing. I'm like, just call Harry. Like, literally, you can call Harry up. Just call him up and be like, are you okay? Like, he's not checking his phone like this. Like, this is not bothering him. And like, I understand like, oh, you're his mom, whatever. But like, clearly, there has never been a negative reaction to anything Harry has done in his whole life for this to be yeah. her response. Yeah. And I just think yeah. it's so funny because it's just like, it's not that deep. And the fact that she did this is now making this something that people are going to talk about more. Yeah. So like, make it make sense. It's like, you want people to stop paying attention to the horrible photo of your son's dumb shaved head. Don't talk about it then. The news cycle will move on. Well, okay. So can you explain a little bit about why something like this, like some a celebrity having an appearance change is like newsworthy? Because when you have an appearance change, it's newsworthy. Like- <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I'm debuting that on Instagram. But that's what I'm saying. It's like every single human- like regardless of fame or not, they get a haircut. They go into work the next day. They're hoping people acknowledge that they got their haircut. You buy a new, or it's like when your crush, <laughs> when your crush shows up with like a haircut that's like too short, and you're like, Ugh. yeah, maybe they're not my crush anymore. Literally. That's literally like what this is. It's it, yeah, it truly is. It's just it's one of those situations where it's like oh. Like your boyfriend cuts his hair and like it takes a week for him to grow into it and you have the ick for a week. Like that is literally <laughs> what this is. And it's like every single person when they get a new outfit, like when they go to an event, when they do something that's changed, 
they're going to post about it on social media. They're going to show up expecting people to compliment them being like, oh, is this new? I've never seen this before. Like people always react like that. But when it's a celebrity, it's tenfold. And so just think about the fact, like if your crush got a new haircut, you would take a screen grab of that Instagram story and send it to the group text. Like, you know, you would. And so it's like the news cycle is the group chat. Like that's what it is at the end of the day. And so it's like anytime a celebrity does something, it's newsworthy, whether that's cutting their hair, being in a new movie, like tweeting for the first time. Like Harry rarely tweets. When he sends out a personal tweet or a personal Instagram post where he signs it, like he wrote it, that's an article. That's probably three articles if you can stretch it because people know they're going to click on things, especially depending on who's writing about it, because certain publications, people are going to be like, oh, they might have more information about like whatever was insinuated in this post. So people see see this photo and everybody's like, we want those clicks. Let's get those clicks. So they take the photo and they make an article about it. And then an hour will go by and they'll be like, let's check how many people are clicking on the story. And it was over like 120,000 like viewers on that story in an hour, they're going to be like, how do we milk this for more? And usually the direct response is to do a fans react article because usually there is no more information when it's just a photo. Right. Like there'll be certain situations where we'll be like, oh, like let's get an expert to like, but this would be more so for like outfits or like, I don't know, like if it was a movie person, it would be like, oh, like let's talk to a fashion expert about why they chose this look for like this portion of their life. Like they would do that. Or like another example was when like Florence Pugh like debuted that she had like dyed her hair brown and like cut it short. I don't know if this happened, but like it would have made sense for there to be another article of like speculating why Florence Pugh did this in regards to like what films does she have coming up? Like what's going on in her IMDb? Like let's do some investigation because people are going to be searching this. There's nothing anybody's searching for in regards to like why Harry Styles shave head. Because the only thing that's going on is like a fan conspiracy about maybe hair transplants. But nobody's going to write an article about that. I'm just thinking of like Anne Twist making this post. Yeah. And I don't know if she's like purely seeing fan reactions online or if she's also reading articles talking about fan reactions and equating that to more negative press. There's two things here happening in the media when we talk about negative narratives in the media. Yeah. And with a lot of women that we've covered and talked about on this podcast, like I remember when we had Poppy Ajuda on yeah. to like talking to her as an artist, she had gone to like some like gala or event and she was like dressed like really, really nicely. And she was talking about how in the Daily Mail, like there was photographs from this event in the Daily Mail and they were talking about her legs. Yeah. But like commentating on her legs and kind of like a gross, like both negative and also kind of sexual light. Yeah. And it's like, ew, like why? Like why? This is gross and icky. And like we've seen this countless times with women in the spotlight where this happens, where like tra there's tra more like so trashy publications and tabloids who will specifically write negative stories about women's bodies. Mm -hmm. But that's different. That's completely separate from the media saying, here's fans who reacted negatively. Here's fans who reacted positively. And just like resharing the information that's already been said by fans. Yeah. But I think for some people who aren't used to making the distinguishment or like distinguishing between the two, it feels the same. It feels as if this negative press is the same as this negative press when it's not really the case. Well, I guess to me, it's like a negative headline is going to get more clicks than a positive headline. Like, I feel like that's a given because people are going to 
get angry from seeing that sort of headline, click on it, and then see what's going on. And basically, like, what a fan reaction article would be. And I feel like most of you guys know this. Like, give this to your mom. She probably needs this. <laughs> like, it's like a fan reaction story is just a regurgitation of the story you already wrote, which was the news story. And you're like, as we already reported, Harry Styles shaved his head, presumably a couple of months ago. Right. And like, this is the first photo we've seen. So that wasn't like taken by a potato, by a fan being a creep <laughs> at a concert. So fans, of course, have responses. And like a lot of people correlate Harry with his like infamous quiff. Like, I love your article voice. <laughs> Here's some fans being desperately upset about this hairdo. And then like they'll like narrate those like five to six tweets. And then it'll be like, not right. everybody was upset about Harry shaving his head. Some people are really into the army look. And then. <laughs> <laughs> not sarah <laughs> and then some tweets with like what, like narration and it's like we'll wait and see if more photos come out stay tuned here blah 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 whatever you know like that's what the article is gonna be and i just to me personally and i don't know if i'm just like so used to pop culture media or because i work in it or what it is to me this is like this is normal this is like what you can expect this is what i can expect like it would be more unhinged if the follow-up story was like is harry styles getting a hair transplant and like we called like the three most successful hair transplant surgeons in turkey to get their take like that would be fucked up and rude but also would get all of those publications that did it probably blacklisted by harry styles team never to get permission to yeah like any information about him ever again so that article is not going to come out because it's conjecture and rumor and like just fan nonsense and so to me i'm just like it's so clear that harry's never done anything that upsets people that greatly because even when he wears his like silly clown jumpsuits like there's not a fans negatively react to this outfit story <laughs> Even though he's more some bad stuff I'll ask but, but usually bad. when he wears those outfits that we think are bad, there's enough worse outfits because we're still seeing like the hitties. So like nobody's negatively responding to it. Yeah. And like yeah, there's yeah. other people dressed worse, probably. So there's more pe so there's other articles coming out. Whereas this is like a one-off Harry Styles only event <laughs> happening. So there's going to be multiple stories about it. And I just think it's so crazy that his mom's like, when all he wants is kindness, it's like get mad at his fans about the way they treat other fans that they deem on, like not fans like get mad at them about that don't get mad at that like this is the dumb i don't know it's just so dumb and so crazy to me because like jenna was saying earlier it's like women will breathe in like the wrong direction in the wrong dress and there will be actual mean articles written about them that aren't fan reactions like i was saying like we'll get worse dressed articles. And like, sometimes they're not right. just a roundup of everybody that dressed kind of badly. It's like specific call outs about one specific person's outfit. And also like, I mean, maybe this is too meta, but I'm just like, everyone's reaction is their own. It's like, everyone's reaction is not really Harry's business. Like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like he's going to do what he wants to do. Like, obviously being a celebrity and being a human being we all let things get to us but i'm like there's some people <laughs> maybe we can all aspire to be this person of like it doesn't matter to me what other people's opinions are because it's, it's not my business yeah but also just like deeply at the end of the day it's like 
and I'm not saying that like he deserves more scrutiny for a dumb haircut because women get treated poorly for doing anything. But what I am saying is, is like so many people, even other men get treated worse about changes in their body or changes in their hair or whatever it is Yeah, that like him shaving his head and fans being upset about it for his mom to like make this about like, oh, you're treating him badly. You're being judgy, whatever is so mean to fans and like will make fans feel so guilty about something that's like at the end of the day really just not that deep because like it says like the the hair's gonna grow back it's like when zach efron put on a bunch of weight yeah like he got so bullied for that i mean he's being bullied ad nauseum because you know like he's and he talked about on that like travel food show that he did about how he like had an eating disorder and how people were talking about his body and all this stuff and yet people were still reacting to like dad bod zach efron in both positive and negative ways and there were more than just fan reaction articles talking about that and then on top of that like whatever happened where he broke his jaw and like sometimes he looks like himself and sometimes he looks not like himself and there are countless articles about him looking unrecognizable and it's so mean because to me i'm like harry looks unrecognizable who is this man who that stole my man like who is this <laughs> and yet like th- nobody's treating him like that and yet i feel like the zach efron thing is like such a like it's an apples to apples comparison just in regards to the fact like it could be worse and they're like kind of the same level of fame and the same level of interest and yet like zach efron's family isn't on instagram being like be nicer to him yeah yeah it's just like yeah. i don't know it's so crazy but I just think it's funny because like we would have talked about this for like five minutes, maybe just to let me have my moment. Right. But because right. she had to post this now, it's like this deeper can like conversation. The fans role, the media's role, like is any of it all that serious in the end? Yeah. And I just in this scenario, no, in this scenario, it's not really doing anyone any harm. Exactly. And like a little bit of lighthearted bullying is good for you. For Harry or for us? <laughs> for everyone. Like, I, like, I don't know. I just feel like you sometimes you meet people who have like never been bullied and it's like so obvious and it's like, come on. Maybe Harry is also one of the. No, he was definitely I was like, bullied. Maybe, <laughs> this has come up more than once, but it's like that boy in like school who's like so awkward, but they're so hot that like they're like, I don't know why I never got bullied. And I'm like, babe, have you? It's literally just because you're hot. <laughs> that's why you never got bullied. Yeah. So I I feel like that's the other thing too. It's like taking his privilege down a peg for once. It's like Harry clearly never came, but like. I feel like people were mean to them at the start of One Direction, but I'm just like, oh yeah, is, they look like dorks. This is giving like Anne's never had to deal with like Harry's feelings being hurt, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know. It's just interesting to me because also like I I, I said this to Jenna when we were prepping for recording. But Harry's sister Gemma has, like, done a lot of good with the, like, fame she's been given because her brother is worldly famous. And, like, she has a really interesting podcast. Like, she's done a lot of interesting stuff with, like, her Nepo sister abilities. But I just feel like Gemma has probably been harassed and bullied and belittled so much more on the internet than Harry ever has been. And I've never seen Anne post about Leave My Daughter Alone and I, I don't know, like maybe maybe she hasn't been, but I just assume based off of how much people are like, oh, we hate when people just like get success because of their successful, talented parent, sibling, whatever. I don't know. I just would have assumed right. that this is something that she right. is aware happens and it could be worse. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's faced scrutiny and also just like Louis's whole family and Louis's sisters have like face so much scrutiny. So I'm like, how did how would Gemma not have faced? Yeah, you know? yeah. 
Exactly. Even, yeah, even, yeah, I just feel like all of their, like, what we know of, like, all of their families, like, all of the sisters have always faced scrutiny. Yeah, for, like, trying to gain anything from their brother's success, which, like, why wouldn't you? Like, I have a cousin who's, like, becoming successful. (laughs) If you don't have to work. How do I ride your coattails? If you don't have to work, why wouldn't you? Why Why would you work? Why would you have a normal job when you can simply yeah, not? Yeah, it's like, why would I not make my podcast my full-time job yes. if I could? Yeah. Like, what? So, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting because it's like, her son's been famous for so long, and for her to still not understand how the media works blows my mind. I just think it's an interesting conversation for kind of everyone involved in this because, like, we do see women get so much scrutiny. It's kind of like, is it the same? Not exactly. And also, I think, you know, just bringing in the context of the media and their role in amplifying certain conversations yeah. and not others but i think specifically the media's role in creating those narratives not just yeah. saying what's already been said is two different things yeah exactly because in this situation it very much wasn't just a journalist being like i hate this and here's why it's like some fans are unhappy i feel like that article about joe was way meaner than yeah. any of the harry Styles stuff because i feel like the article about joe was like he's irrelevant and he's never going to matter but he is a man and it is a year so therefore he's at this award show like (laughs) it was like damn yeah literally call him a nobody like dragged him through the mud i mean like in regards to like the history of our podcast like we've talked a lot about the different issues and ways in which the media portrays women and like the way they dress and when they gain and lose weight and all these things and how they report on it and like Jenna brought up like even just the way that the Daily Mail captions photos or whatever it's been interesting seeing like the feminism working and that the play fields have been leveled in a lot of ways where now men also get that scrutiny on the internet for their bodies changing and stuff but Harry Styles didn't get that and I think that that's the Zac Efron explanation like comparison is like I don't know. Yeah. Very clear. It's like, it's right there. And like journalists are just being mean themselves. Whereas the Harry thing, they're not. And I feel like if I could have been, I would (laughs) have. Like If you could have been one. Like if I, if somebody was like, does anybody want to write a mean op-ed about Harry's (laughs) going bald, like shaving his hair? I'd be like, I'll take one for the team. I'll do it. Just because I think it would be funny. And like, you got to find joy in some places, but like nobody's asking that because like, it's not, that serious it's like just isn't but like you're also not seeing like an op-ed about how people are so mad about Zac Efron's face they're just writing news articles that are coded in horribly judgmental meanness for like something that he clearly didn't do on purpose so it's always interesting how the media plays on people's emotions uh, and how and if people let it affect them personally I always find it so interesting because it's just not, like, I don't know. It's just like there's certain situations where it is that deep. And like, this is not one of <laughs> this is just not one of yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So obviously I missed a lot. <laughs> there was a lot happening in pop culture. There was a lot that we didn't get to. There was a couple of things that I think we might get to next week. Who knows? This is a weird time of year for pop culture. It's either like nothing is happening or so much is happening so we'll see but i feel like you guys are probably gonna have a lot of thoughts about all of the fangirl nonsense and also just specifically joe alwyn being dragged by vanity fair 
because I know all of y'all hate Joel Alwyn, which I'm obsessed with. I just like love that this man is the villain. Like, it's so funny to me. Anyway, if you guys have any thoughts or feelings about anything we discussed today, you can find us on social media. We're at Name Three Songs on all platforms. If you have any beef, grievances, love you would like to give either of us, I am at Sarah underscore Fagan and Jenna is at Jenna underscore Million. So thanks for joining us this week on Name Three Songs. And until next time, never let anyone make you feel bad about your favorite band. And remember, you're never too cool to support Harry Styles Ball. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified about each episode and leave us a five-star review. They really help. If you want to find out more about any of the sources we referenced in this week's episode, you can visit name3songs.com. 